0: Good morning. Today is July 12th, 2020. We continue this quarter's theme entitled Wisdom based on the International Sunday School Lessons. This second unit has lessons on wisdom from the Gospels. Today's lesson comes from the Gospel of Luke with two verses from Ecclesiastes. But first let us pray. Lord, thank you for another day to learn from your word. Please help us to open our hearts and minds to understand and apply the wisdom that comes from today's lesson. Also, please help us to be instrumental in the spiritual growth and development of the youth in our lives, realizing that their dreams, hopes, and aspirations may not always be what we'd like, but teaching them to accept you as savior will be the wisest decision, regardless of what, to pers- what they plan to pursue in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's lesson, entitled, The Boy Jesus. Scriptural texts come from Ecclesiastes and the book of Luke. The lesson is divided into three parts. the time, a time for everything, the family returns home, boy Jesus in the temple. The keep in mind scripture for today is the 40th verse. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. In an earlier lesson in this quarter, Solomon's wisdom was discussed And Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. It is believed that he wrote this book toward the end of his life. He had a wealth of information and experience, both personal and from observing others. So he wanted future generations to avoid the bitterness of learning from their own experiences that life is meaningless without or apart from God. Section one is entitled... A time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 2 through 8 list experiences that are appropriate at certain times. Verse 1 says that there is a time for everything. Since since we know that life happens, the secret to peace with God is to discover, accept, and appreciate God's timing. Not accepting God's timing can lead to doubt or resentment. And if there's doubt or resentment, that can lead to despair, rebellion, or moving forward without God's guidance. We need to let go and let God because he has a plan for all of us. As it relates to our lesson, the scripture, there has been a time in the Old Testament when the prophets spoke of the coming Messiah. Mary and Joseph were told in the New Testament that they were going to have a son and he would be there, the Messiah. That time had come uh, in today's lesson. The prophets did not get to witness what they had prophesied, but those who lived during the time of Luke got to experience the living, well, many of them anyway, got to experience the living Savior on earth. Another prophecy was made about Christ, and that's that of his second coming. That time has not arrived, but we know that that too will come to pass. It is all in God's timing. Section 2 is entitled, The Family Returns Home. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This scripture gives us a glimpse of the kind of devout, God-fearing people, or parents, Joseph and Mary were. They did everything required by the law of the Lord, Joseph and Mary were returning in this lesson home from having Jesus presented to the Lord. They had Jesus circumcised according to Jewish law. That's when he was eight days old. And they waited for the proper time to have Christ consecrated to the Lord. At the consecration, Simeon prophesied about the purpose of their son and the future pain Mary would experience because of Christ. Then Anna confirms what Simeon says with her prophecy of their son's purpose. Once the presentation ended, the scripture tells us that they returned to Nazareth. Early scripture, earlier scripture spoke of Mary and Joseph's religious attributes. Before Christ's birth, Mary was told the impossible by the, Gabriel, by the angel Gabriel. She was going to have a son even though she was a virgin. Her humility and love for God enabled her to believe and accept what the angel had told her. This was probably a time when Mary wanted to keep those things to herself. When Joseph Joseph found out that Mary was expecting, and he knew that the child was not his, he decided after being prompted by the angel to not divorce her privately, but to do as the angel had spoken. He, too, probably kept quiet or didn't speak. That was a time to be silent. Those God-fearing parents took the child back home, keeping to themselves all those things that had transpired, what the prophet uh, Simeon had said and the prophetess Anna. They continued fearing God while raising, I'd like to think, uh, uh, Jesus according to Proverbs 22, 6, Train a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not not turn from it. Jesus grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and God's grace was with him. Can you imagine the boy Jesus? As a a former teacher, I was able to teach some very bright students, and sometimes they would really amaze me. With that in mind, I just envision Joseph teaching Christ the trade of carpentry and being amazed at how fast Christ caught on and, and how skillful he was. If patents were done back then, Joseph probably would have had quite a few. And they didn't recognize children at that time, so Jesus would not have gotten the credit from other people anyway. Or about Mary, I'm certain she had many stories she could tell Speculations, but I know all who knew Jesus knew there was something special about this child because of the grace of God being on him. Section 3, that's Luke 2, verses 41 through 52. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem from the festival of, for the festival of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in the company, their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. As in previous years, Joseph and Mary, along with the caravan of relatives and community, went to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Now, we know the festival of Passover commemorated the night when God freed the Israelites from Egypt and killed the firstborn, the the born of Egyptians, but passed over the homes of his people and spared their firstborn. This was the most important festival or annual festival. After the completion of the festivities, the caravan returned home. Traveling in the caravan was far safer than families traveling alone. Since many families or many family members um, were likely helpful with childcare, we can understand why perhaps Joseph and Mary had traveled a full day's journey. That's about 20 miles before detecting that Jesus was not with the group. Frightened and worried, they returned to Jerusalem to find their 12-year-old son. Can you imagine how frantically they must have been looking for their child for three days, thinking about what could have happened while praying to God for his help in them finding the child well and unharmed. Nervous wreck, I'm sure, or nerve wrecking. I can imagine them asking, person after person, if they had seen him, giving them a description of the child and what he likely was wearing. Finally, someone may have said, I can just see him saying, I just saw a boy with that, fitting that description, sitting there in the temple courts with the the teachers and then pointing in the direction for them to go. Mary and Joseph, seeing him in the midst of those men, listening to him, ask and answer questions with the wisdom they had never heard and observing how engaged the teachers were with their son, astonished them. Once there was an opportune time, they like likely up and told Christ, "Honey, it's time to go. Now, what do you say to or what do you do with a child who's done that to you? Do you punish him? Do you scold him? Well, Mary chose to ask Jesus why he treated his parents like that. They had been anxiously searching for him. His response to his anxious mother, Christ said, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Jesus' response confused them because they didn't understand what he meant. How could they have understood Joseph and Mary were hurt, confused, and exhausted. They still did not understand, though, the ramifications around this strange but beautiful and wise son. So they took their son back home, pondering everything that had happened on this journey to Jerusalem. This likely sparked other memories in Mary, the visit from the angel telling her about her child that she was going to have, her visit to her cousin Elizabeth, the visits from the wise men and the shepherds after Christ's birth. I'm sure she had a lot of other Jesus experiences to remember. The boy Jesus was special. He was obedient to his parents. And although he was unique, he grew up and developed as normal as any normal child. He went through the same progression of growth and development as we do. And verse 52 tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus was God in the flesh, who was being prepared for the mission that his heavenly father sent him to earth to do. The boy Jesus grew up to be the sacrificial lamb of God to bring salvation to the world. In conclusion, or in closing, this lesson has several implications. Timing is important. God has a plan for all of us, and there's a cycle of life with, which, for us to work through. We don't always understand why certain things happen, but we are to trust God to work in us and through us in his own timing. Just as God had a plan for Jesus and his parents didn't understand Christ's actions at times, God still works through our youth, molding and shaping them, preparing them for the plans he has for them. This highlights the necessity to train up a child the way he should go, to teach and guide with godly wisdom because youth need good, solid, intrinsic wisdom to lead or to lean on when they are navigating through this life. Parents and guardians will not always be present when tough decisions must be made. Just as Joseph and Mary were excellent role models for the boy Jesus, parents today need to be the same. Good parents never use the expression, don't do as I say, but do as I do. Don't do as I do, but do as I say. They live, and this is a good parent, live a life life of what they say because they know young eyes are watching. Be a part of the village. The fact that Jesus' family was so close-knitted with other family members and community that Joseph and Mary thought that the baby, Je- or the—I'm sorry—that the sorry, twelve-year-old Jesus was among them upon leaving Jerusalem. That made me think of those families and how they made up a village. In the village, children can look up to the adults for guidance and wisdom. Let's be a village. Although we will never have a Jesus child among us, we just might have a future Dr. Martin Luther King Jr or a future councilwoman, Leslie Price, in our midst. Let's help keep, or let's help them to grow up to be the best that they can be. May God bless you with a safe and productive week.